Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well, why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you hit a terrible iron, or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a uh, Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Golf is underway around the world on the European Tour and on the PGA Tour as we speak at this tender hour on a Friday. If you're joining us in North America, anywhere across North America, earlier as we go, there are fingers of light starting to claw across the continent. Let's find out what's going on at the Cyprus Open. We have two players tied for the lead currently on the European Tour. You can watch this coverage live on Golf Channel as we speak. Richard McAvoy and Sammy Valamaki are both 10 under par. Um, McAvoy is 5 under on his efforts today, and Valamaki 4 under, both in the house on the mark of 10 under. There are multiple players at 9 under par trying to chase them down, included amongst that group, uh, Callum Shinkwin at 9 under par. That's what's going on on the European Tour. All right, at the Bermuda Championship, play is underway As we speak, I'm going to give you an update on the leaderboard and then circle back around to what happened in round one and hear from some of the leaders. Peter Malnati shot an eight under par round. Remember, he started with nine birdies in round one and one bogey. We'll hear from Peter in just a second, but he is now currently tied atop the leaderboard alongside of Ryan Armour. Armour one under through three to reach the mark of eight under par, sharing the lead alongside of Peter Malnati. Uh, Doug Gim, one shot off the pace at seven under after his round of 64. So let's jump in and hear from the leaders after the opening round. Peter Malnati, for Peter, everything is working for him. His game is in good shape. He's a dad now. All that's settling in. Can you imagine? He's putting. Already he's one of the great putters in the game of golf. He had 10 one putts through his first 13 holes. Peter Malnati spoke to what's going right on the golf course and off. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's funny. I mean, I've been, I felt like I worked really, really hard and, and smart during our shutdown period. And then I came out when the tour started up again and played terrible. And I, I kind of, I mentor a few of the, the you know, there's a, one in particular, a golfer at the University of Tennessee and in Knoxville where I live, and then a couple of junior players in town. I mentor these guys, and I always am telling them, hey, hard work pays off. It just doesn't always pay off as quickly as you want it to. And I give that advice, but I was getting very impatient with it myself. And um, 
it's really cool now to see. Like, I think a lot of this hard work that I did over the time when the tour was shut down is really starting to show now because I was trying to get a little more consistent with my ball striking, especially off the tee. And starting in uh, the Dominican Republic four weeks ago, that Corrales, um, I really started to feel comfortable with my driver, and that's just carried over all these weeks. And you know, from there, I feel like I'm always going to be a decent wedge player. I've worked really hard on my putting to get it back to the level where I want it. And so if I can drive the ball well, the game starts to feel easy to me. It's never easy, but it starts to feel easy if I can drive it well. And so I'm just in a nice little, nice little you know, stretch right here where it all feels good. And I hit a good one off 18, and I'm walking up the hill on 18. I look over to the right, and I see my wife and my, my recently, one, recently turned one-year-old boy. And um, it just made my day. I mean, I'm always in pretty good spirits, but to see them, and uh, it's the first time Hatcher's been on the golf course. He's, he was with me in Mississippi, but he you know, wasn't allowed on site. It's the first time he's been on a golf course since you know, the players are before. Um, so that was really awesome to see him. And then to cap it off with a birdie, just perfect ending to the day. But I tell you what, the uh, the fatherhood having, you know, the absolute best wife and, and mother in the world there to take care of our little boy and, and just to be, a, to be a part of that, is a, that, makes, that makes all this a little easier because I just know I'm going home to that and they love me whether I shoot 63 or 83. So it makes it easier. Peter Monati, Attitude Matters. I love the fact that on his face mask, he had the, the logos of a couple of his sponsors. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com. Check out the new GS53 Max driver. Absolutely packed with technology. One thing it is not packed with is a high price tag. It is the driver that may just complete your game. You can see it at BenHoganGolf.com. All right, as to Peter, he had eight birdies in his first 13 holes, five consecutive birdies from holes 9 through 13 that ties the longest consecutive birdie streak for him in his PGA Tour career. He had, as I mentioned, 10 one-putts in his first 13 holes, seven under par in the par fours, led the field in round one, 24 or fewer putts for the fourth time in his last nine PGA Tour rounds and the third time in his last six. Think about that for a second. That is how well he is rolling the rock. Now, Last year at the RSM Classic, I had a chance to play alongside of Doug Gim, and I was incredibly impressed with this young man's, not only his ability to strike the golf ball, but again, his overall attitude and approach to the game. It's something and a theme that we're going to touch on in this morning's show in just a little bit. And here is Doug Gim reacting to the round that was for him and thoughts moving forward. Uh, I mean... There's a lot of birdie holes out here, and so um, as it was a bit frustrating off the start. I didn't really play many solid holes. The first hole was really solid, and after that, it was just kind of not... I didn't have many birdie looks. It wasn't necessarily, like, uh, fighting for par or anything, but uh, missed a couple of easy fairways to hit and just kind of behind the eight ball all day. And then finally got the first birdie, and I kind of finally settled in, and... Um, all of a sudden, I had a look on every hole and started to capitalize, and that was just really it. It was just staying patient and uh, did a good job of that. Last year was tough when I got through the Corn Ferry. I um, was so glad to make it, but there wasn't much time for me to kind of reflect on, and what the difference were. And I didn't have as much success as I wanted on the Corn Ferry Tour. Obviously, seeing guys like Will Zalatoris and Davis Riley and, and Scotty Scheffler doing as well as they have done, I didn't have that quite that type of success for me to feel settled in I kind of just barely made it and then all of a sudden was running on fumes and trying to compete against even better players on harder golf courses and um, as a rookie too it's hard to get into a lot of events and so every opportunity seems like uh, 
a big deal. And so I wasn't quite ready for that. And, um, you know, the hiatus was a good big deal for me to, to get some time to reflect and change a couple of clubs in the bag and, and try to kind of recapture feels that I had in college. Um, and so my bag kind of emulates that. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of uh, nice to get away and, and try to realize that I had a great opportunity to be here on the tour and, and not too, put too much pressure on myself. And I knew that if I could just play the way that I know how to play without comparing myself to anybody else, I'd be fine. And so to, to be able to start back fresh in Napa, and, and uh, it kind of feels like the rookie year that I want to have so far, uh, playing a lot better and obviously have a lot better attitude going into it and uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. Keep an eye on Doug Gim. He had seven birdies yesterday, no bogeys, six of 14 fairways, 13 of 18 greens, but only 25 putts to complete his round. Right now, that leaderboard is changing as we speak. Ryan Armour has birdied two of his first four holes. He's reached nine under par, and he's leading the way in Bermuda by one now clear of Peter Malnati. A Doug Gim, who's seven under par, you just heard from, will be teeing off at 125 this afternoon. Peter will tee off at 12.55. Ali Snyderjans is one under through four. He and his brother both in the field this week. He has clawed his way up to a tie for fifth and six under par. That mark is also where we'll find Doc Redman, he'll tee off at 105 this afternoon. Doc Redman spoke to the round that he posted in the first in opening round in Bermuda and how it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, really cool to get off to a good start, especially the first three, you know, and made it in the fairway on 15. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, hit some really good shots, had some putts, and, and, and putts went in. So that was it was nice to get off to a good start, you know, and uh, – Back nine was good, too. Just, you know, didn't score quite as well. Yeah, no, no, I don't think there's any urgency. Um, uh, I think, you know, I just got to keep getting better, and uh, it's going to happen when it happens, you know, and and I need to put some, you know, four solid rounds together. It's tough out here. It's, you know, one bad round and you're out of it. Isn't he another player that we're kind of waiting to see break through? I don't think it's very far away for Doc Redman at all. Remember, he joined us, Dom, I think it was at the Honda, if I'm not mistaken. Little did we know at that time that that would be one of the last events before everything was shut down. Uh, Bryson and Tiger and Lexi, they all know which golf ball is perfect for them. They all play the Tour B by Bridgestone. You can find the correct Tour B for you as well just by logging on to BridgestoneGolf.com. The Tour B, remember, has that revolutionary reactive urethane cover. All right, so the golf coverage that's coming up today You can find it on Golf Channel. Remember, Bermuda's an hour ahead of the East Coast of the United States. So coverage on Golf Channel we have for you starting today at noon Eastern time. Tomorrow and Sunday, the coverage will start at 11 a.m. Eastern time each of those two days. PGA Tour Radio will kick off at 9 a.m. Eastern this morning. Uh, PGA Tour... uh, no PGA Tour Live, Dom, just tell me. PGA Tour Radio on Saturday is 10 a.m. Eastern Time and then Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So those are all the air times. If you want to see the Cypress Open, it's on the air right now up until 10.30. Tomorrow it comes on the air at 6 a.m., Sunday at 6 a.m. And on those two days and Saturday and Sunday, you can catch me in Morning Drive following the coverage of the Cypress Open. PGA Tour Champions gets underway today at 3 p.m. on Golf Channel. Same time tomorrow and 2 p.m. on Sunday. So we have a, a unique guest for you on the show today. Uh, in the world of golf, there are a lot of people 
that impact the game in a lot of different ways. Uh, in, in my personal experience, because I started on the equipment side of the game and then went to the green grass side of the game, there are so many people that are behind the scenes that we may not know about. When it comes to what is, from an entertainment standpoint anyway, the driving force in the game of golf, and I'm talking about its grandest stage, its brightest lights, uh, its Broadway, that would be the PGA Tour. But in order for players to perform their best now, they are surrounding themselves with teams. Who makes up this team, this entourage, if you please, is important. And in the world of how they're represented, agents, that's something that a lot of people don't really understand. Mac Barnhart is our guest. He's a founder of Rock Sports Group. And he's been an agent in the industry forever. One of these people, as I mentioned to you, that's behind the scenes that you may not necessarily know his face. You may know his name if you pay close attention to the game. Certainly you'll know the names of those who he has represented over the years. Davis Love III, Lucas Glover, Justin Leonard, Jonathan Bird, Brant Snedeker, David Duvall, many more. Uh, but he's taking a different approach. And it kind of reminds me of Jerry Maguire, I think, is the is the is the analogy that's made the most. So a fascinating story, interesting in terms of inside baseball in this one very much inside golf. It's a pleasure to welcome Mac to the show. Mac, how have you been? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for letting me come on. Absolute delight to to have you on the program. So was this some type of an existential realization for you? Was was this a, a philosophical divide? What What are you doing and why'd you do it? Okay, yeah, it certainly was. Well, I got in the business in the early 90s, as you may know, and I, I went to work for a guy named Benny Giles, who's a U.S. amateur champion, a British amateur champion. Um, I was in the airline business at the point when I met him, and um, it, how the relationship kind of worked out, and, and I went to work for him. Um, Benny was a manager of golfers from a golfer standpoint, and that's how I got in the business. Um, Davis Love was already a client. <clears throat> and, you know, we signed Justin Leonard and it was it was a team aspect in our office. And then it was a team approach with the golfers. Davis, you know, kind of was mentored by Tom Kite and Davis kind of mentored Justin and, and on up the road. So late in the 90s, when the money started showing up, mostly because of Tiger, uh, there seemed to be a new element in our business. And and the actual word agent came about mm-hmm. and and the money grew really rapidly from 96 to 2000, as you may know, the, the numbers and contracts were just, they were overwhelming. And, and look, I fell for it too. Um, you, you get in this business where clients all of a sudden were just expecting you to come and make them money and um, contract, you know, how much someone else got versus what they got, all those kind of things. Um, and I learned early on that golf is a macro business. It's a, it's a long process from getting on tour to staying on tour. And as you can see, careers last 30 plus years. And then I started noticing a lot of micro decisions being made, um, changing clubs, changing balls, changing teachers, just almost a craze to find something that these guys already have. They already have this incredible natural ability. So I fell into it too. I felt like in 2013, I had owned Crown Sports and I I'd sold it to a company. And the whole process there was the bigger you were, the more powerful you were, the more you could do for your clients. 
And that was the premise behind it. Become a global company, offer your clients more and more opportunities. Um, in reality, what I got myself into, and I think a lot of these companies, is that it became the bottom line became for the company and not for the player. And that won't work. So that relationship ended. I was fired uh, after about four years or so um, at, by this company. And, you know, I had, I had a non-compete. So I had time to go and snowboard and, and get away and look back at my life and say, you know, I had a lot of offers with companies to come in to come work for them. And the main thing they wanted to know, how many players do you think will come with you? How much money, you know, essentially how much money can you make us if we come with you? And, and that's not how I got into business and I didn't want to be in that business. So I kind of reverse engineered the business. Um, I'm not doing it any different than really my head than I've always done it, but I've never explained it to the point of, I am now a, a performance manager. I'm a, I'm taking over from where the college coach ends. I'm hoping to be the COO of this guy. You know, really, Matt, really, people don't realize these golfers have golf coaches from high school to college. They turn pro, and they have up they have up to five employees the minute they turn pro. They've got a caddy. They've got a trainer. They've got a teacher. They've got a psychologist. They've got an agent. Most of these guys have never had a job. And so now that not only have they got to go play against their, the best competition they've ever played against, they've got to – manage five employees and as we all know manage employees is a tough deal even after you've had a lot of experience but at 22 years old it doesn't happen so somewhere in there the agent became the pseudo manager but the goals of an agent and the player are not aligned the goals of an agent are they make money off the deals a player does and there's micro decisions made in these deals sometimes you, you've seen it you've seen guys change clubs for money they didn't change because man I, I really like these other clubs better they changed for money uh you've seen their games go down um these are micro decisions and macro when you see a guy play for 30 some years that i've seen with davis love chasing small dollars it's like jumping over dollar bills to pick up pennies it and i just look back at it and i decided that i'm going to go in and approach this as don't ask me how much money I'm going to make you and don't ask me how many tournaments I'm going to get you in. Let's talk about the macro. Let's talk about how do we get you from college to being a steady performer on the PGA Tour to winning tournaments, being able to handle all the distractions, being able to handle what's going to come your way in your life in the next 20 years. And each life change affects golf. You can watch guys get married, have kids, um, you know, the, all the things that life throws at you affects a golfer's ability to play. And sometimes, you know, you have to have that managed ahead of time and not just making decisions on the cuff. Uh, Mac, in this, especially the world of top tier sports, golf or otherwise, it is so much about show me the money. And, yep. and particularly with golf, I get that it's a marathon and that, and that, People and players for chasing the dollars are manipulated into the sprint. I get all that. I'm, I'm curious of two things. First of all, do you consider yourself, do you call yourself an agent, A? And then B, when you come in with this macro view and you're talking to parents or players or that have great potential, 
how do you distinguish yourself from the guy that was in the chair before you that was saying, I'm going to make you millions of dollars in endorsements and you come in and go, you know what, let's make sure that the foundation of the house is secure first before we build our empire. Uh, how do you sort all that? Well, first of all, no, I do not call myself an agent. My actual credential on the PJ tour now is player support. Um, I, Interesting. I wanted to, and again, look, there's a lot of guys in my business agents. We're, you know, there's good guys and they're friends of mine. It's not, and I'm not going after them, but I, I have to go in and say, the questions that people started asking from when recruiting Justin Leonard in 1993 to recruiting now, the questions that are being asked, Matt, are totally about what they heard from a parent that's kid went pro the year before. And I, it, this all, I can almost tell which parents talk to which parent by the questions they ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happened, Matt, is that they, it became almost a eat what you kill process in golf these agents are actually paid a percentage of what they bring into the company and people don't realize they're using that client to go bring money into that company and in its short-term decision making and you know i I remember you know quarterly revenue calls and and it was just about how much money you were ringing off this player so you could you're you could get skewed on what you were doing your player i'm going to give you an example and I'm going to, I should, well, let me ask you a question. You said, how do I distinguish myself? I really can't do anything except present me and my close to 30 years experience in the business. And, you know, I always ask, you know, when the bell rings, I've had guys win majors. I've had guys captain water Walker cups. I've had guys, you know, I've made more mistakes in this process that I've learned from. I more so than anything that I learned from listening to anyone is that the mistakes you make, I carry those forward for the next client. There's nothing's going to happen to this client that I haven't seen. Um, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a recruiter. I don't follow you around on the golf course of a college event. I'm not trying to woo you to come to me. I'm going to tell you my philosophy. And, and I've got a record of making enough mistakes that I probably will make a lot less for this kid than I do other kids. So how do I differentiate myself as I can't? I, Cause I could promise anything. No one knows. I could come in and promise what somebody's going to play. But my, my question is always, if you can tell me what this kid's going to shoot, I can give you a pretty clear picture of what he's going to make. And, but both of those abstract things can't, you don't know. Uh, but are you ready for the journey and and that's all I can offer. And yeah, I don't know that this is going to work, Matt. I don't know. People may decide that, you know, look, I just want a guy that goes out and can rattle the bushes and find me money. And if that's the case, I'm not going to do it. But to be clear, I have an agent that works for me. I have a guy that's 24 seven, that his job is to go find deals. And kind of like the music business, there's a manager and an agent and the manager protects the artist from the agent because the agent's job is to go sell, find any opportunity you can. The manager should look at it in a long-term relation and say, this is my recommendations based on this. I don't think we should do this outing on Monday. You've played three weeks in a row, and while it makes us both some money, I think you need the rest because as a, as a team aspect, it should be there's rest, there's practice, there's all the other things that go into it. 
So that's as much as I can do to differentiate myself is that I have all the elements to do whatever needs to happen. But if you don't perform, none of this matters. Mac, I, I didn't realize that this interview was going to be as fascinating as this. And I mean that with all due respect. I'm going to ask, ask you a favor. Will you hang with me here? I'm going to take a break so we can take care of matters of commerce oh, ourselves. Sure. Yeah. But I'd like for you to stay because, uh, folks, w- when we come back with this, the thought that's going through my head as I'm listening to this is that there are young players, collegiate players, male and female. They're interested in going down this path. They're not sure where to start. And I want them to hear from what Mac is talking about in one of the areas that I want to pick up on when we come back, because because it's a harsh reality to be aware of, is, is the current system of players and agents in all that it lends itself to broken? Log on to touredge.com when you get an opportunity. Uh, pound for pound, the best performance and the best value for golf in the game. And everything that they sell is covered by a lifetime warranty. Whatever it is, whatever stage of the game that you're at, whether maybe it's a young son or daughter, maybe it's a grandchild, if you want to instill in them a love of the game for the rest of their life, you can find what they need right now on touredge.com. Back with more of the Fairways of Life Show worldwide after this. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and playing through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It's green. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. 
It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip that's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show this Friday. Ryan Armour has it working out in Bermuda. He is three under through his first five holes. He's reached the mark of 10 under par. That augmented with a 64 in the opening round. Season two shots clear the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Hudson Swafford, who has found form, uh, is four under after four. And he's reached eight under and only two shots back, sharing second place with Peter Malnati, who will be teeing off after lunchtime today. Fascinating conversation that we're having with Mac Barnhart, founder of the Rock Sports Group. So Mac, you heard me uh, mentioning before we went to break, I'm curious how you would call it a charge, if you please, but at least an honest question. Is the current system of players and agents broken? Yes, it is. Um, And again, all the things I'm going to tell you, the mistakes and stuff are most of the ones that I have made, not going after anybody else in the business. It's watching the business. Um, I, I think the preparation, everyone, every parent that has a kid that's played at this high level, they all have this starstruck thing like, you know, um, the Matthew Wolf story or the, you know, let's see, the, I mean, Justin Leonard story. You know, the guys that came out of college straight onto the tour had super success, and that's what I want for my son. And I'm like, and I agree with that. Um, and, and look, you want them to have success. But I go back to baseball. You know, Chipper Jones was a Hall of Famer when they signed him, when the Braves signed him. But they sent him the rookie ball, not because physically he wasn't ready to play in the majors, but they knew there was a maturation process that needed to happen for long-term success. Um, as you can imagine, early success can cause a lot of problems, right? Um, money and fame and fortune. I use this terminology that um, is as talent minus distractions equals performances. And distractions come in all kinds of packages. They come in when you have success, it becomes a distraction, you know, the press, the things. Um, and so I think it's, it got broken for the kind of immediate micro managing type situations and everyone, every agent's looking for this Matthew Wolf. Every agent's looking for this guy that's going to make you money the quickest. Um, but as a rule, it doesn't happen. As a rule, you're looking at probably three years to get on tour. And that's three harsh years. It's, it's playing mini tour events. It's traveling in your car. Um, it's, you know, going through 
playing golf courses that are no good. Nobody, and it's even more difficult for a kid that's had some success that can play in sponsor exemptions and gets four or five starts on tour. And then they have to go back and play to where, you know, they're in carts and they're playing for, you know, a $25,000 purse. So they, they have to look at it as a, opening a small business and they're getting out of college and you surround yourself with the right team. Um, they're a CEO of a company and, and it's just, it's kind of, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like an airstrike. Um, these kids are, you know, they're just wooed and followed and, you know, sign with us, look at all we can do for you. And, and they're, they'll sign anybody that will put their name on the bottom line without regards to the relationship you have with them. I mean, this is a very close relationship. You're involved in a lot of personal stuff. Um, somebody, you know, what happens if it takes three years to get on tour? Or, you know, I had Pat and Gazire, I think it took seven years to get on tour, six years. Um, you know, most clients, and, you know, I've seen clients of other agencies come to me and they don't have any success. And, and you know, they don't, they tell me they don't hear from their agent anymore. And I'm like, you know, that's not how I'm going to do it. You know, I stay with a guy until he tells me to get out of the way. Um, and I think that, you know, I know for a fact that a kid coming out of college, his, the biggest thing he's got to figure out is how to get from point A to point B. And in my re you know, reverse engineering in this business, uh, I've always had, you know, logistics taken care of by essentially, you know, assistants. And I'm like, you know, that's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to go get professional logistics people to handle my players. And, you know, I've, there's a company called International Golf Logistics that's been handling my players and my caddies at the British Open for many years. And I went to them and said, look, can you do this around the world? Can you provide these type of support? And they went, sure. So I'm, I'm using a logistics support company to handle my players, not someone that's got to call a logistics person and then transfer that knowledge. Um, I've got a performance or life coaching business. That reason I'm not an agent is I, I work with high school kids and their parents. I work with college kids and their parents to help them understand what it really takes to be a professional golfer. And, and there's a big difference between playing golf professionally and being a professional golfer. And that's kind of a tough thing for people to understand is that there's a way you have to act. There is this game, you know, the history of this game demands certain behaviors and it always will in my book. Um, and you see things to where no one's bigger than the game. And you see some of these young guys, they're not getting guidance on how to, how to behave. <laughs> it bothers me, right? But, you know, you got to remember, I was around Davis Love for a long time. And, you know, that guy, you know, he exudes everything I'm telling you. So a lot of this is just stuff I've learned and watched. And I've watched the success Davis has had on and off the course. I mean, he has a balanced life. He has a great family. It's not wasn't all about money. And, you know, I've been through, you know, the tragedies of, you know, people passing along and I've been through, you know, these, this is going to happen. Life is going to happen to these golfers. Like just because they're famous and wealthy, somebody's got to kind of keep them, you know, grooved and not just when they're making somebody a lot of money. 
Mac Varnhart is our, our guest. He's a founder of the Rock Sports Group, and I'm hoping that this is connecting with a lot of people. If, if you're a player and you're wondering and you're searching and you're starting to question the issue of trust with the people that you've surrounded yourself with in terms of where their motivation is, is it in your best interest or theirs? Is there a balance in that regard? Uh, but in particular, if you are a parent and you think that your child has the potential to do something more in the game, uh, it, it tends to get to be a perverted picture in that when you are good young and you have people of power and prestige slapping you on the back and telling you that you're different than everybody else, in some ways maybe better than everybody else, it, it starts to alter your self-image and your expectations. That's why I think what Mac is talking about here is so critically important in terms of realizing what's before. Now, Mac, I have to tell you, we only have a couple minutes left. I did want to ask you this, and I'm going to cast this net widely. Whether we're talking about someone you're working with or whether we're talking about you as the founder of the Rock Sports Group, how do you measure success now? With regards to, well, you measure success on accomplishing something every day and getting better every day. And, you know, I, I, I demand, like my players, you know, I, I try to explain to them that no one, there is no magic bullet in golf. Um, it, is, it is time, but it is, I mean, it is time consuming. To, to get good enough to be on tour. And a lot of things have got to click. But I think it's just like we measure our life. I, I, I've learned to live in the moment and not bring the past along or not worry about the future. And I try to bring that to the clients is that each day you can go out and do your best, try to accomplish something every day, you know, learn a new shot, but set goals that you can attain, but don't make them monetary and don't make, you know, again, you can finish second in the Masters, and that's an incredible week. You're going to make a lot of money. But I promise you, most people can't tell you who finished second last year's Masters. It's a big deal. But you can't base your life on victories. And it's, it's kind of, again, it's a macro thing. Can you keep it all in balance? Um, so measuring success is a kind of a day-to-day thing. Fascinating. Uh, Mac, please stay in touch with us. Good luck with everything that you're doing. I love the message. I love that you're taking a different approach to it. And I love that you're looking out for the welfare of the people that are surrounding you as as much as uh, what you are doing for your for your own team. Again, we wish you the very, very best with everything you're doing. I think this has the potential to have a massive impact. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Come on. Good to see you. Okay, folks, want to tell you about two places before we go. First of all, the FrenchLick.com, which is a historic resort in the middle of the country that has everything that you can think of that you would want to do. Say if you're going with your family or going with a buddy's trip, if it's the latter, maybe it's about golf. They have a Pete Dye golf course. They have the Donald Ross golf courses. They both are major championship venues. You know who won a major on that Donald Ross golf course? None other than Walter Hagen. Log on to FrenchLick.com when you get a chance. And then after that, especially with what we were just talking about with Mac, I want you to dream. I want you to allow yourself to dream of possibilities. We will get on the other side of all of this. And when we do, I am quite certain that you'll want to go to Ireland and play the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world. I'm proud to be an ambassador of Tourism Ireland myself. So, But I would be telling you this same message whether I was or I was not, as you well know if you've listened to the show for years. They are the greatest Lynx golf course in the world because they ring the edge of that island 
unprotected from the ravages of the Atlantic Ocean that has caused thousands, millions of years of these dunes, that violent collision between land and sea to be formed. And as a result, there is nothing else like them anywhere in the world. Check it out at Ireland.com today. Hope you guys have a great Friday. Enjoy the golf. Be kind to each other. And we'll be back with you if we're spared on Monday. Bye for now. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. Tourage is proud to announce two new hot launch series designed to cover both ends of the game-improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521 competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to touredge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. 
Visit us online. You'll be glad you did.